Okay, so we're at Hashem Yisbarach, this week's Parsha, as, as we know, Parsha's Chai Sara. Now, actually, traditionally, in the Oilam HaYeshivas, in the world of the Yeshivas, this Parsha is known as the Parsha of Shedochim. Why? Because obviously this is the week that uh, Baruch Hashem, Yitzchak, finds his evil. And you find the whole process of what you're supposed to be looking for. I remember when I was in the Yeshivas, when I was in Yeshivas Mir, there was a very special Rosh Hashiva, his name was Eli Baruch Finkel. His grandfather was Rav Leziel Finkel, his father was Moshe Finkel. Came from the Finkel of Dynasty, the Finkel of family, and I remember you have the yeshiva, have hundreds and hundreds of boys from all the yeshivas around, all the yeshivas around. You have boys from coming from Bris, coming from this, yeshiva, all coming and packing in to what we call the air, what's called the airplane in the old building in the yeshiva smir. And they would, some people would be standing on stenders trying to see him, and he would give over like the main. It was called the shidduch shuls. He would give all the different elements and things going through the parsha, being medactic in the parsha. So it's always an opportunity in parshas chayisar to really to be ma'ayin. Now, I mean, to be honest, the Baruch Hashem, we're all married. Hashem, <laughs> as far as I can tell, and uh, yeah, listen, you know, it, it's it's not too late. You know, Rabbi Shimon Shkapa actually always used to say. The idea of Shem and Shkap is that the, the Chalois Kedushin, the, the idea of marriage, is that technically the Chalois, the effectuation of marriage, is actually something that happens at every second. Right? Uh, why he says that? It's a whole long sugya as exactly why he says that. But that means that technically we're, being, we're married to our wives every single second of the day. Okay? We're, we're newly married. Okay? So we're technically all in Shana Vishayna. We're all just newly husband and wife. So it's always an opportunity to be ma'ayin, to see what the good midos that a person should have, and especially for ourselves as well, because as, as the Zara says, that we are a reflection of our spouse. Well, it's very important. Okay, so this week's parsha, as we know, Avram sends Eliezer to go find a zivug for Yitzchak. Now, officially, all Eliezer needs to do, he makes him swear, he says, you cannot take from the Kanaanim, you cannot take from the Canaanites. Chas will take from the Kanaanim. The question is, why specifically that? Why specifically that? Because he wanted to sp- he wanted to take from the family, but is it just because it's a racial issue or no? Because there's something inherent within the family, a certain midah that he's looking for. So really, officially, all Eliezer needed to do was to seek out Bisuel and Lavan and pick out the girl that was for Yitzchak. But he doesn't do that. Instead, he sets up a test. The pasuk tells us. I'll read you from the pasuk. The pasuk tells us that Hine, uh, when I come to the area, Hine Anochi Nitzavel. The women will come out and they'll start taking and drawing water. The woman should say, this little young girl should say to me, right? Come down, give me your jug so I can give you some water. And she'll say, and I also water your camels. He sets up a test. Specifically, he says, I want to make sure that she offers me a drink and she also offers my gemalim a drink. The question is, why does number one, Elie- why does Eliezer set up a test like this that he specifically wants it to be that I should give me water and also my gemalim water? So it's interesting. The Malbim actually says the reason why he set this up is because through seeing that she would offer not just him water, and, but also would come to the realization that his, his gemalim, his camels need water, it showed a very high level of her, her, her sensibility, of her amidus toivis, about having the sensitivity that someone needs help. Why? The Mabim says something really interesting. Mabim says that technically, if she would see him that, she, him that he himself did not get water, it must be, says the Mabim, that she would make an internal chajmah. She would say, hey, if he can't get water for himself, he must be really not doing well. So actually, his hands must be hurting him. So if he can't feed himself, if he can't give, get himself to drink, he for sure cannot get his mom to drink as well. So therefore, I'm going to help him. You see that sensitivity that it's not just seeing the thing that's superficially on the external level of he doesn't have water, so I'll give him water. It's what's the deeper meaning behind it. What's what she needs really, really specifically. 
And therefore, the fact that she would also offer the, for the gemon to, to have something to drink showed that she was thinking deeply about what's going on. It tells you a certain level of her gemilas chasadim, her gemilas chesed, that her, her level of kindness and charity was, was so refined, so above and beyond, that it was beyond normal. Okay, let's, I want to continue just another point over here. The Sferno also speaks out this point. That's not just the fact that she took care of him, but she didn't even use her own servants. The, the Madrashim are very, very interesting about how Basula and Lovin, they actually had a lot of money, despite the fact that Lovin was like very obsessed with money, but you know, they had money. Theoretically, they had servants. So why didn't she just have her shvachim or shvachis or just all the different avadim help out with Eliezer? Why specifically did she do it herself? Says this for because that tells you the fact that she didn't use her her servants and the fact that this is why he set it up because he wanted to make sure that she's the type of person that she's going to do it herself. She's not going to rest on her own laurels again. That she's actively involved in chesed. That, that's her. That's the type of person that she is. And yet, beautiful, very nice, amazing test. You're going to see exactly who she is. But here's the issue: when Eliezer says, "This is the test I want to set up," how does he say? He says it again. I want to repeat what he says. He says, I, "When I'm standing here, I want her to offer me a drink." And also offer my, my gemalim a drink. And yet later, when it actually happens, what happens? When, she first, when he first comes, and she ultimately does offer the drink, she says nothing about giving him, about giving him, about giving, giving the gemalim, giving the camels the drink. She only offers to him a drink. After he drinks, then she starts filling up for the gemalim. So... If the test was to see that, that she's so refined in her attitude that she's really looking forward, then she didn't seemingly pass the test because she then first gave him a drink and waited around and then gave the gemal a drink, which means that maybe she didn't really come to that conclusion. Where do we see the chesed, of, the chesed of Rivka, the fact that she was so attuned to his needs that she not only gave him the drink, but also gave the gemal the drink? She, even, she didn't say it in the same sentence. She didn't offer it, which is what Eliezer was looking for. So that's the question that we're dealing with here, which is, he says, ultimately... But again, Eliezer wanted to say that she's going to... What does Eliezer say? He says, I want her to offer me a drink and my gemalim a drink. She, he didn't say that to her. She's, no, he, he, the way he replays it, he says that she's going to come to me and she's going to say, can I give you the drink and your gemalim to drink? As one solid statement. But then maybe he's on the same level as the gemalim. On the same pedestal but then, as the what's, then But that's not Eliezer's request. Meaning, Eliezer made a request as in to say he wanted a certain test to see if that test would be passed or not. She seemingly did not pass the test. Because she then first gave him the drink, waited a beat, and then gave to the Gamal the drink. Now, ultimately, the Gamal got something, but it's not showing the deeper understanding of what she wanted, which is to see that she is sensitive enough to see in both statements. Not just, oh, I gave to, oh, oh also your Gamal need. It doesn't show that she was in a tune. Secondly, just secondly, Rivka didn't say it in one statement. She didn't say, can I give you the drink and your camels to drink? She didn't say that. She first gave him the drink, offered him a drink, said nothing about Gemalim and then went ahead and took care of the Gemalim. So what's going on over here? Okay, it's a rhetorical question. So listen, listen. I'll tell you something amazing. We're gonna have to, I, he wanted it in one statement. The Pasuk says. The Pasuk literally says. And she should also say, drink and you, I will also give you your camels to drink. It's literally as one statement as he requests. And yet she didn't do that. So what's the answer? So Ramosha Feinstein, actually, beautiful safe. Could I everybody to, to pick up the safe every Shabbos? called Drash Moshe from Ramosha Feinstein. He asked this question. He says it's a little bit different over here. He says, by the way, it's also different in how when, when Eliezer tells over the story to Love and Basuel, he also cuts out this point that she didn't say it in one statement. She, she then went ahead and did it. 
So he says something really interesting about human nature. The way human nature works is a lot of times when we offer, we want to make someone feel comfortable, we'll be like very, very overstatement about it. We'll be like, we'll try to say as much as possible. Why? Because we'll make you feel comfortable. We'll say, ah, come in, take your shoes off. Your home is my home. Mi casa, su casa. Chill, relax, it's all yours. But the truth is, eh, listen, we, we're doing it because we want to make the pe- person feel good. But if the person starts like, you know, walking into your kitchen, taking all the food out of the fridge, but like, I don't know, you're kind of tapping all the boundaries. Because the truth is, we want to make the person feel comfortable. We, over, we, 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 we want to give as much as possible, but we have our own limit, li, li, limits in terms of our own chesed. The idea over here, says, says by Moshe, is the reason why Rivka didn't mention it, not because she didn't think about it, but because her chesed was so refined, was so innate, was so second nature to who she was, that she didn't have to mention it. Of course she was going to do it. Meaning for some people... You have to think about it. It's, it's more external. It's more conscious, which means I have to think about what you need and then think about, oh, what else that comes out from that. But her chesed was so innate, was so second nature to her, that if she's going to give him the drink, of course she's going to give also the mom the drink because she obviously saw the pain of the animal. Of course she saw the pain of him. Meaning something, the idea Rabbi Shai is saying over here is that something that's second nature doesn't have to be spoken out. If anything, the fact that it's spoken out is in a sense a zilzal. It actually cheapens the idea. We have the opposite feeling. A lot of times the Western world tells us, ah, if you speak everything out, everything you post everything online, you, have, you, you post everything you do in a public sphere, ah, that's real. Well, have deal. They have a line. The kids say now, they say, pick or it didn't happen. You ever heard this story before? Picture or it didn't happen. Shtuyot. Of course, we don't want, we, we as a real tzaddik, as real tzaddik, and we want to be people that do things inherently without anybody knowing, without the fanfare. Rivka was the type of person, it didn't even need to be mentioned. It was so posh that, of course, the woman need a drink. Of course, she's going to go help out. Oh. So what's the idea that we learn from this? The idea is that we want our midas to be internal and to be second nature to us. We want to get to a place where the midas types that we have are something which is internal rather than only on the level of external. Because when something is on the external level, when something is on the external level, unfortunately, sometimes it's not real. Okay? I mean, it's nice, it's very good, you should continue doing it, but it, it, sometimes, if it's in the external level, it's unfortunately often misapplied. Where do you see this idea misapplied? You see it, the author of Slabakis has a beautiful idea. On last week's parsha, the parsha of Stoi Moira, what happened with light? What happened with light? Look, the Malachim come, and then all the town, the townsmen, the townspeople of Lot, they found out about these, oh, fresh meat. We want these people. What do they start doing? They start banging down the door. They want to take them over. They want to kill these people. They want to do whatever they want to do with them. So what does Lot do? Of course. Listen, he's a machnes oreach. Of course, chas v'shom, to give up my, to give up my own guests to these people. Chas v'shom, I'm a nephew of Avram Avinu. I know midas hachesed. Take my daughters instead. Tell the gazach. What? What says the altar Slabatka? Lot, his midas of chesed was so, the term in Yiddish is fakrumt. It was so stale, warped, it was robotic and it was plastic and superficial. That if, yes, chesed means you take care of your guests. That doesn't mean he should, then we should have got rid of the guests. What it means is you don't give your kid, your own daughters as the fresh meat in order to stave off the gang, to, to stave off the riot that's outside your house. That's mishogah. That's crazy. Who would do such a thing? Because when something's external only an external level, it's never going to be applied properly. Amida toiva has to be when it's inside, when it's real, it's applied properly. And you can know when and how to apply it. And how do you see this by Rivka? Because Rivka, obviously, she's the Midas HaChesed. If she is the, the spiritual heir of Avram Avinu, who has the Midas of Chesed of Avram Avinu, 
so beautiful. It's amazing, right? You think she's the most beloved, open, everyone come in, never see the faults in anybody. And yet, who's the first one to pick up that, that Esav is uh, unfortunately improper and, and is not proper to receive the bracha? Who is it? It's Rivka. Who's the one that pushes Yaakov to take, to take the, to take the Bechayra? Rivka! You know, that's a question. Who's the one who said... Steal the bracha. And Rashi says she knew bracha kodesh, but I imagine also, as someone's amidas achesed is so, is not refined, it is not properly tuned, the same way a piano tune is properly tuned, someone who's aware of how a tune is supposed to play, they know how it's supposed to sound, how it's not supposed to sound. Rivka was so attuned that she understood that as much as I'm a bal chesed, or balas chesed, no, 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 this cannot go on. This person does not deserve the bachara. The one who deserves the bachara, and even it may look like stealing, by the way, from an external standpoint, a lot of the Bali Muslims are trying to understand like this whole story about yeah, yeah that's for next week we'll speak about it but the idea of like how in the world does this manifest that it looks like stealing it doesn't look proper and yet when someone who's finally attuned to the meat of chesed understands that this is the proper manifestation of chesed because it's not a chesed for dore dores that Esau should have the bukhara that's not a chesed that's a kilko for Klai Yisrael the idea being is that we want to have meat of that are in, that are ingrained that are, that are real for us, that are, that are properly attuned. And how you do that? By practicing it, by testing it, by having rebellion and teachers that you ask them, does it apply in that situation? Does it apply in this situation? Thinking about deeply what we do and how we do. And listen, you see from this parasha, a very, very big nakula. We want it to be real and not robotic. Rivka had that level. We're so innate, so attuned to her, that that was her midah. Her midah was mamish elyo mina elyo, highest from the high, because it was real. And when something is real, that's what we want. Here's Hashem, good Shabbos, good Shabbos.